everybody and welcome to the Gunners Down Under podcast. I am of course the BFG and you're probably wondering why the hell isn't Maddie B doing the intro this week? Well, we've had a few issues uh, with Maddie B's Skype login tonight. The uh, NBN network has let him down there in his luxurious Docklands apartment uh, one too many times and we've had to pull the pin on recording together tonight. So I will be bringing you the intro and interview to tonight's episode, um, we're going to obviously uh, talk about the uh, the imminent tour uh, down under of the Arsenal squad. They're obviously flying in at the moment as we speak. Um, we have recorded with a special guest from Arsenal Sydney to take you through all the best and uh, most relevant information for the coming week, so that you can get yourself involved and uh, and take part. In, uh, in what should be a fantastic week for Gunners fans all across the country as they rally into Sydney uh, over the next day or two. Um, obviously, Matty uh, sends his regards to you all there. He will be uh, joining you in Sydney in due course. Uh, but for now, we will be flying solo. And we get to talk about some interesting things uh, just before we go on to our interview with uh, with Emilio from Arsenal Sydney. We'll go into uh, the most notable news from the last week or so at the Arsenal. And where else do we start but, of course, with the news that Arsenal have indeed made a record signing in the form of Alexander Lacazette uh, for around £52 million once all is said all is said and done. Um, obviously a record signing for the club and, a, and a, an out-and-out uh, striker which a lot of us have sort of been crying out for for quite a few seasons. Obviously, uh, we've had Alexis filling that role the last season. Uh, we had Giroud playing a bit part in there as well. Danny Welbeck, Theo Walcott, Lucas Perez uh, never really stamped his, uh, his his marker there in in that particular role. So we've uh, we've gone out, we've spent big, and we've brought in a guy with a with a really uh, a really good track record of, of finishing goals and, and scoring um, consistently at quite a high level um, for for quite a few years now and uh, the stats on uh, the stats on Lacazette are, uh, are pretty good obviously they speak for themselves when you look at it since he moved into the uh, into the striking role at at Leon there he has scored 91 goals in 129 appearances which is pretty much a goal, so he plays a game. Two out of three games, he'll score in. So that's that's pretty good. He's obviously uh, he's obviously got some tricks in his bag as well. He did come in from a, from a wide position before he moved into that central role. Uh, the news looks pretty good as far as that goes. So he should be a fairly handy addition to the squad, and obviously uh, is, is a guy that we're all pretty keen to see out here. In Australia, he has uh, joined the touring party. It was announced uh, pretty quickly after after he signed that it was likely that he would join that tour uh, to come down to uh, to Australia and China, and he is indeed on the plane there with the rest of the boys as they fly uh, as they fly in right now, which will be great. So he'll he'll have his first run out in an Arsenal shirt on Aussie soil. So um, not only do we get to uh, to see a record signing, uh, strutty stuff. But we get to be the first ones to uh, to get his signature and have a few selfies and watch him in action in an Arsenal shirt. Uh, what that means for the club, as far as uh, going into the start of next season goes, well, there's a little bit of conjecture around that. Obviously, with uh, you know the the story around Alexis is the main saga 
um, outside of uh, the the big news with Lacazette. Obviously, we haven't tied Alexis down to uh, to a new contract as yet. He's sort of been making rumble. There has been some stories getting around about he wants four hundred grand a week to sign on, which is well over and above what we've put on the table. Um, the offer currently, from from our point of view, would be somewhere between two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand pounds per week, which is obviously pretty much a record weekly deal for any player at Arsenal at the moment. And it's obviously uh, not something that he's ready to commit to just yet. With uh, with other suitors, uh, maybe sniffing around the likes of Manchester City, obviously seem to be the main ones. We obviously don't want to see a guy like Alexis be sold. Uh, or even move to uh, to Manchester City, but it's sort of getting to a point now where if he doesn't sign the offer that's on the table, you can't really see uh, too much else happening. Um, apart from that, because we obviously don't want to lose him on a free in 12 months' time. If he's not going to sign now, there's no reason why he would sign on in 12 months' time and probably go to the same destination where we then also have the uh, the secondary impact of losing him for nothing. Um, so, you know, if he's not going to sign on, uh, it, it seems like we really need to push to get our, our price for him. Uh, recent developments have, have shown that, you know, maybe we do have a price on his head. The price this morning when I woke up and checked the uh, BBC and, and other outlets was that maybe if they offered around 80 million quid for him, we'd be willing to do business. But uh, that's obviously going to stretch city beyond their means and then have to pay him 400 grand on top of that per week seems like a, a bridge too far so perhaps there'll be uh, there'll be some middle ground where we can where we can do business if it comes to that obviously it's not something that I would like to talk about um, at all I don't want to see our best players go somewhere else but uh, you know being the realist that I am and Maddie obviously being the uh, well you'd say realist but um, uh, with the downtrodden uh, attitude that he can bring to the pod sometimes, it's uh, it's kind of expected that we're going to lose Alexis, so we might as well get as much cash for him as we can and reinvest that into the squad um, as best we can. Obviously, it's, it's very difficult to try and replace a player like Alexis. And, uh, you know, if we were to try and uh, sign a direct replacement for him, we'd probably be disappointed. So if we can supplement the signing of, uh, of Lacazette, with another guy that can come in and, and create and score at least to support um, Lacazette in that role that he steps into uh, as the main striker, then, um, you know, that would go some way to appeasing the fans. I know it's uh, it's not going to uh, satisfy everybody, and you never can satisfy everybody, but uh, we should do what we can to, uh, to uh, minimise the impact of the departure of Alexis Sanchez, obviously a key player for any squad wherever he goes. So, um, difficult, difficult situation for the club. Obviously, if the player wants to move and he doesn't want to sign the deal that's put in front of him by by us, then there's not really much we can do other than try to cash in for him. Um, where that leaves us is we probably need to to do a little bit more business after we we satisfy a couple of other contracts that are uh, you know stretching on a little bit. We've got Özil. He does seem quite likely. To stay, uh, there doesn't seem to be any rumblings around what Mesut Özil is and isn't going to do. It, feel, it feels like he's going to be pretty likely to sign on a long-term deal at the club, and and that's that's fine by us. 
Uh, I know Matty B is in that in that camp as well. He, he he feels pretty confident that we're going to retain Mesut for another long term deal with the uh, with the club. So uh, if we can get him tied away, um, we can we can move on and, and see who's next. Cab off the rank. We've got obviously a few guys coming into the last twelve months of their their deals at the moment, and uh, the, the, you know one of the others that seems to be fairly uh, up in the air would be uh, the likes of the Ox. No deal's been done for him yet, either way. But uh, rumblings are that uh, you know he, he wants more game time. It's not just about the money for him. Obviously, he would expect a slight bump based on his form last year and the fact that he's now 23 and, and you know coming into some to some better years. Hopefully, as as long as injury stays away. Um, but yeah, he's he's sort of looking for a little bit more of a guarantee as to his role in the team wants to play central midfield a little bit more and wants more game time. He was kind of a bit part player for us last season, wasn't he? Um, you know, finding him, you know, that he was a bit more of a utility playing, you know, right wing back throughout the, the last part of last season. And, and, you know, and doing it well, but, you know, really playing in a role that, that, that he doesn't want to play long term out there at right wing back. You know, he's got the work rate for it. He's got the skill for it to play out wide, but it's just not what he wants to do long term. And, that seems to be the sticking point with uh, with him and the club at the moment. Whether or not he can guarantee himself uh, a role that he kind of wants at another club at the level that he wants as well is going to be uh, is going to be difficult for him. I think you know Liverpool have been mentioned in in dispatches, but uh, you know that they're, they're kind of active in other areas as well with uh, you know Naby Keita uh, on their radar as well, and, and you know pretty much a deal is just about. Uh, Set, set in stone with them for that guy uh, it kind of pushes uh, the, a deal for Oxlade Chamberlain a little bit further out of reach so unless there's somebody else willing to come in and maybe offer him what he wants at the level of competition that he wants um, you'd have to suggest that the Ox may have to just grit his teeth and and, and do it for another 12 months because again it's not a, it's not likely that uh, we'd like to lose him on a free in 12 months so I, I think in that particular case unless the deal is there for for the Ox um, you know that the can outdo what we've already offered uh, I think he's going to stay but of course things can happen pretty quickly and, and another team can come to the table pretty quickly um, depending on other movements in the market as well so that's just going to be a wait and see job uh, with the Ox so you know he's, he's a guy obviously that I'd like to keep <laughs> we'd like to keep a lot of our our, uh, our key players and, and the Ox was is fairly impressive uh, last season when he was fit and firing he, he really was useful um, to the squad and really developed into into a squad into a squad role uh, as the season progressed and you know it's good to see him you know off the back of you know, an injury-free run really gets some confidence into his game, and, and we sort of saw him develop quite quickly there towards the end at a really good patch uh, as the season drew to a close. So, you know, if we can if we can hold on to him, that's great. Uh, but if not, I think we'll uh, we'll get decent value for him by the same token. So let's just see what happens with uh, with the Ox and uh, and his contract situation there. There's one or two other little little things rumbling around, obviously. Um, as far as incoming goes, we've been reported to, you know, be, be in the hunt still for uh, for Lamar from Monaco. Um, they haven't really budged on a, on a deal for for him, and they're pretty keen to try and keep that team together. From what I've read, um, you know, they haven't really budged on a deal for Mbappe. 
um, you know, regardless of whether it was from us or from Real Madrid, nothing's really happened there with uh, with Mbappe um, or anyone else from that team. They've brought in one or two signings, but uh, I think they're pretty keen to hold out um, on keeping that team as, as as together as they can, so that they can they can have another strong output in Europe and, and in the French league next season. Uh, whether they can resist or not is another question. It's obviously a, a game of brinksmanship with uh, with them at the moment because they do have some pretty good talent uh, in their ranks, and you know there's going to be a lot of people sniffing around trying to prize them away. So whether or not we're in the hunt for Thomas Lamar, who seems like a like a guy who might be one of those ones that can come in and do a job, um, you know, to supplement the loss of perhaps Alexis Sanchez, that seems the most likely. Um, Scenario, uh, and it, it wouldn't be something that I'd be averse to. He's obviously, you know, got a lot of upside to him. Had a good season last year with Monaco, as you know, a lot of guys did. And uh, you know, if a deal can be done there, then uh, he's obviously going to be a, a fairly decent acquisition. Um, if you move to a more local um, uh, scenario, then you know the talk has been around Mares uh, from Leicester. Again, nothing really happening in, in recent times. Uh, there was a statement from, from Craig Shakespeare, I think, the manager at Leicester, you know, just to downplay anything um, as far as Mares goes. You know, he said that they, they hadn't received any offers, they had no decision to make on him, and while he's a Leicester player, he probably shouldn't be mouthing off as much as he does because that's disappointing from a Leicester point of view that uh, they've got a player who wants away so badly that, you know, he's uh, he's talking it up in, in the press and... Um, I mean, you can't really argue with that. We'd we'd be in the same boat if someone was mouthing off, and we've had players like that in the past. You know, RVP and and, and Sammy and Azri and the like, they're mouthing off in the press and they want away. Uh, if you're a fan of Leicester, you're not too happy with Riyad Mahrez at the moment. So, um, yeah, again, it's it's a wait and see job. He'd be a fairly handy uh, addition to the team, of course, but uh, I'm not really one for for, for speculation without uh, foundation. So. You know, as far as that goes, yeah, he's a great player and, and he would do a job if he did come in. But um, until there's something more concrete to lean on, um, the quotes out of Leicester is that they, they haven't received an offer for the player. So as far as that goes, um, that's where it sits, I guess. Well, on now to matters a lot closer to home and we've uh, we've got a special guest to go over all the most important and relevant information for this coming week's uh, tour down under of the Arsenal um, it's a it's a guy that a lot of you uh, a lot of you listeners are probably familiar with. Um, he's very active in the Arsenal Sydney scene, and uh, it's uh, it's a pleasure to welcome Emilio to the podcast. G'day, Dale, mate. How you going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all, mate. It's good to have a, a local uh, Arsenal fan on the pod, mate. We've had a lot of internationals on, um, but it's good to get a, a little bit of that local flavour back on, mate. How hey, are you doing? Thanks, mate. Thanks for having us. No worries at all. No worries at all. Obviously, it's a it's a pretty exciting uh, week coming up for uh, for Arsenal fans all across Australia, mate. Everyone's getting together uh, to, uh, to to travel to Sydney for the uh, for the games that are obviously coming up on Thursday and Saturday. Um, what's the uh, what's the buzz like around uh, Arsenal Sydney at the moment, mate? How how are things sort of uh, feeling a few days before it all sort of takes place? Oh, mate, it's uh, it's pretty surreal at the moment. Um, heaps of Aussie fans. Coming out here, it's fantastic. We can't wait to have everyone here. Uh, just looking forward to see the boys, and and I'll hopefully help you out. See where we can go and see them. Exactly, mate. Sounds like uh, sounds like a good plan. A lot of us, obviously, 
very uh, interested to uh, to to find out what the uh, what the details are uh, of how they can get involved this week with the club. Obviously, being in Sydney, and uh, you know, obviously they'll be doing obviously a few things more than just showing up to play a couple of games. Um, before we sort of before before we get onto the uh, the details of uh, of the week's events. Uh, I thought we'd just sort of maybe get a little bit of a, an insight into uh, into yourself as an Arsenal fan and uh, and sort of how things sort of uh, unfolded for you uh, to become an Arsenal fan. Uh, yep. Question one: How did uh, how did you get uh, into uh, supporting the Gunners, mate? How did that happen? Okay, so um, mate, back in '98, uh, I was about six years old at the time, and uh, my mum used to work at this old store out in Liverpool, and she had a friend who was English and. She went to England and uh, called up my mum and said, does your son support any team in particular? And at the time, um, basically, I had heard of the Chelsea's, United, Liverpool, and I was, you know, sort of always opting for the alternative. And I knew of uh, Arsenal. So I just said Arsenal, not thinking anything would come from it. And, um, yeah, she came back with a Thierry Henry jersey, 1998. And, uh, mate, since then, since then, I've always loved him. He's my idol, my hero, and uh, learned to love the club. And there you go. Look where we are. That's it, mate. That's it. 98 was not a bad year to get on board either. It mate. was fantastic, uh... yeah. <laughs> Six not years old with a Terry Henry jersey. I had no idea at the time, mate, but look where we are now, so loving it. Yeah, I know. You would have had plenty of great memories of the great man running around, just bagging oh, goals yeah. left and right for the Arsenal through probably, well, it's obviously the, the best period of, of Arsenal in modern times, that's for sure, mate. I agree, it's, yeah, uh... man. I've still got the jersey and um, also got the high one. Yeah, still got the jersey and also got a hybrid one um, signed and above my bed. So every night, have a look at it, go to sleep. Great. <laughs> is that is that first jersey? Is that a home jersey or an, an away jersey? No, I got the home one. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah Dreamcast. Yeah, Getting in nice and early wear with the six years old mate, and and what uh, what was the feeling like that like being a young kid? Because I was about oh, I got on at about ninety eight as well, but I was already. I was already 14 or 15 by then. So um, it, I guess back then, if you're a kid and you're, you're wearing an Arsenal top, uh, soccer or football hadn't really taken off no, um, no, in Australia the way that it has now. So, I mean, what was it like going to school probably a few times, you know, talking about Thierry on Reed? Do you have memories of talking to your schoolmates about Thierry and yeah, well, some people wondering what the hell you're on about? Yeah, well, exactly. It was, uh, it was more so like that because... Um, at the time, not many people knew who Arsenal was. And as I said earlier, it was, it was more about being different. You know, everyone was a, a United fan or a Liverpool fan. And that was the mainstream teams to, that, that people sort of went to. And uh, when I got when I got the jersey, I put her on. Oh, who's this? Who's that? And what team's Arsenal? It's more so, you know, giving them a bit of information. And I know a few people from back in school and even uh, primary to high school that I sort of, you know, made them familiar with the club and Henri, and they still support the club to this day. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's um, always good to be different, and that's sort of um, how it led to this now. So, and now you find yourself uh, fairly involved with the Arsenal Sydney fan group up there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess I guess the next sort of thing to, to sort of move on to the conversation is is you know you, you've started you've obviously been a fan of Arsenal since you were a little tacker, like you said there. And now you find yourself, uh, you know, fairly involved with uh, with plans to get, uh, you know, people together and, and celebrate the team coming for a tour uh, in your hometown there, mate. What's, uh, I mean, how's how's that sort of uh, evolved from, you know, from just being a fan and, and talking about it in the schoolyard to, to sort of where you are right now? Okay, well, so back in, uh, I think it was 2012, I had my first opportunity to actually go out to the Emirates. Uh, my brother-in-law is actually a scouser and um, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's actually from England. So I went with him just for a bit of a tour of England and went and watched a few matches. And we're lucky enough to, to go see the Emirates. The first game I watched was uh, Arsenal versus Newcastle 7 3 when Walcott got the hat trick. <laughs> that was my first yeah, match. Yeah, memorable, man. That was fantastic. It was fantastic. And um, yeah, so I got back to Sydney and I was just like, oh, trying to find a place to watch it. And I had heard of the commercial hotel out at Parramatta, the Armory. And I met a few people there, started talking about how we can get more involved, get more people to the place, and sort of sort of started from there and, uh, you know, hoped to, to get more involved. And people dropped off, other people joined in and uh, sort of formed Arsenal Sydney as a branch. And, um, and and then, you know, basically what it is is just trying to find a find a good bunch of people that, that enjoy Arsenal and just, I mean, I love making people happy just to be able to put on a show for them and see them enjoy Arsenal here for many people who can't go and see it. It's just, it's just it's fantastic, and just uh, you know, trying trying to get get them closer to the action, being so far away from it. So that's that's yeah. the kind of the the motive yeah, behind yeah, it. That, that's the hardest thing about being a fan all the way over here in in Australia and you know New Zealand as well, I guess. But uh, you know, you're so far away from the action, but uh, you know, you're no less passionate about supporting the club. So you know, to find people like yourself and and others around, you know, the major cities and uh, who, who want to sort of promote and, and get people together, you know, with a common, you know, common interest to support the Arsenal and, you know, watch the team and, and, and you know, be involved in, in things where they can be, oh, yeah, you know, with events and all that sort of stuff, mate. It's it's really good to, you know, it's a really good community, the Arsenal uh, community. Mate, in Australia, it's family. Mate. It's family. And that's what it is. Yeah. And uh, they just promote yeah. family and everyone, it does not matter who you are and what you know, as long as you support the Arsenal, you've got a common interest and you just uh, it, it literally become your brothers and brothers and sisters. And that's what we love about uh, Arsenal Sydney and, and the supporter club. So, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You've got a fairly decent sized following up there. Uh, what's the what are the numbers like? Okay, uh, so on Facebook, um, we've got about eighteen, nineteen hundred uh, members. Obviously active, we get about seven hundred, eight hundred to constantly uh, comment, and uh, we have a our home ground. We kind of say the armory, what we <laughs> call it. It's where we go watch our matches, yes. and uh, you know, on a weekday, like a weekday match, we get like fifty, sixty people, which is a solid effort. But for FA Cup, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. FA Cup yeah. night, we had. This year we had about 450, but I think it was Aston Villa. Aston Villa mm. in 14, I think it was, or was it? Uh, I think it was Hull. We got 700, 800, Hull, yeah. Yeah, 800 people, which was that's awesome. That's, that's a great turnout. Yeah, it was fantastic. That man. place would have been jumping. It was it was unbelievable, mate. We've got some videos on YouTube and whatnot. Just search Arsenal Sydney FA Cup, and uh, it was unbelievable, rocking, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, based on the, I mean, because everyone in Australia kind of loves sport in one form or another, whatever the code is. Uh, you know, you talk to somebody, and the conversation generally will go past sport at some point. Yeah, that's um, right. You know, it's it's obviously something that the the EPL teams have picked up on in recent times. We obviously had a couple of EPL teams come through Australia in very recent uh, times. Obviously, with uh, with your brother being a Liverpool fan and and Liverpool doing a, a tour. The last couple of years down here, that was fairly successful, and uh, obviously Arsenal are, are joining in on that uh, that bandwagon now as well about with their time. tour. About time. <laughs> very, very, yeah, very timely, mate, because um, yeah, obviously they're off the back of a fairly successful run uh, in the FA Cup. Um, yeah. We've also got the the record signing that may or may not be coming out. There's a little bit of conjecture around Lacazette and if he's coming to. I, see I, I've heard some company. good news. Uh... I've heard, oh, yeah? I've heard he might be. Yeah, he will be coming. That's what I've heard. I have not heard that he won't be. So um, 
I'm going yeah. to stay positive with that one. I think he will be. Yes. Let's hope we can uh, see him uh, strutting his stuff for the first time in an Arsenal shirt down here in Sydney. That'd be mate, fantastic. That'd be, uh, that'd be awesome. That'd be great for the fans. Yeah. Fantastic. Indeed. Um, so I guess moving on to uh, to what we've sort of got to look forward to uh, from a fan's perspective for this coming week. Um, you've obviously would have you obviously would have had a few conversations about you know getting events set up and and some fan participation and obviously. Uh, there might be some things going on uh, there where people can get involved with a few pre-match drinks or uh, yeah, you know whatever else is going on. What's the uh, what's the basic uh, outline for the, for this coming week uh, look like there, Amelia? Okay, so we'll start off with the Tuesday. Obviously, I'm not sure if everyone is aware they arrived Tuesday morning, six a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, Sydney International Airport. Uh, but what I have heard, though, I'm not sure if the the exit is going to be public. I know that they are arriving yeah. on a private jet. Um, yeah, right. I have heard something about Blue Emu um, parking exit. That's I've heard something about that. So, um, mm. well, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there from about five a.m. hoping to see something. Doesn't bother me. Yep. Um, it might be the only one. Yeah, it might be. It does not bother me, mate. If, if I can help someone out, I'm more than happy to shout them a coffee at five a.m. Doesn't bother me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, they are staying at the Park Hyatt Hotel, which is just yep. uh, opposite the. Opera House underneath the Harbour Bridge, fantastic view. Um, Spot, yeah. Yeah, and I do know that there is increased security, but uh, like I said before, that won't stop. Yeah, that's, yeah, I was going to say, that's not going to stop uh, us yeah. trying to get a look in and, uh, and see what's going on, but yeah, obviously that's just there for uh, common sense purposes. Correct, correct. Um, so yeah, they, I know that Tuesday they arrive. Um, not too sure for the rest of the day, they might have a bit of media. I did see something about Daisyville. Um, they could be yeah. like a team viewing or something. That's later on in the day, about 2 p.m. Um, if you yep. follow the Facebook page, Ask for Sydney, we have a pinned post that kind of, you know, just people who, who, who hear rumours, they can uh, kind of say what, they, what they've what they heard. Um, yep. Wednesday, so the 12th of July, is, is more of a media day. There's an unveiling of the third and away kit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did hear that it could be at Chatswood um, Puma store. That's what I've heard so far. There's also something about Rebel. Um, uh-huh. in the city. I'm not too sure on final details. I know with the Liverpool, Chelsea and Tottenham signings that they've had, they kind of give all the information the day before. So yeah, um, right. that's what I've heard for now. And like I said, when I hear something else or if I know something, I, I definitely put it on the page for everyone to come and uh, yeah. have a read. Thursday is a closed training session. It's more so that's the game. So they're going to be training behind closed doors. But uh, we have a pre-drinks at a cafe slash bar in Olympic Park Precinct. It's called Abattoir Blues. A friend of mine owns mm-hmm. that and his family, and they were happy to uh, accommodate all of us. We're going to we're going to be there about 4 p.m. Uh, the game yep. starts at 8. But like I said, Abattoir Blues is probably the place to be for all Arsenal Sydney supporters. Uh, we'd love to have you there, mate. We just want to see red and white everywhere. Yeah, perfect. So they got they're going to be uh, doing some like theme. Type stuff, or is it just like uh, just come in your red and white? Yeah, kit come and, in red. Uh, I, I spoke about. I spoke to the boys about you know putting in red and white, but like I said, it's probably too much of a hassle. It's just one day. We can yeah. do the same thing on Saturday. Yep. I'd rather our kids yep. do all the all the talking. So, um, yep. it's going to be fantastic, mate. We'll start all the drinks then and uh, get some cheers going and make our way to our seats and, and, and keep rocking on. Yep. Um, Sounds like a good one. Yep, so Friday moving on is the 14th of July. Uh, I did see something online about the race to the Emirates, and I just wanted to mention this is a, it's, it's run by the Emirates airline. It's actually nothing to do with Arsenal themselves. 
So okay. they have this promotion about uh, the first 200 people being online on the Arsenal page or the Emirates page at between 12 and 1 p.m. on Friday will earn you uh, get you into the content, uh, the contest to to make it to the Emirates for the Emirates Cup. So I know that's right. happening at 1 p.m. Walsh Bay next to the Harbour Bridge. There's something on there. 2 p.m. Yep. It's the Fan Fest Festival. So it's uh, an open training session and a fan festival at ANZ Stadium. There will be an opportunity to, to watch the players train and meet the players. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the best bet for anyone who who would like to come and see the boys train, obviously, and meet them. They are going to be walking around, you know, taking selfies and whatnot. But... I was going to say, yeah, they'll be doing some some autographs. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. Friday's probably, sort of stuff, Friday, yeah. Friday's probably the most public event. They're probably going to be on show, the boys. Um, yeah. And I know that also at night, this is uh, probably only to Western Sydney Wanderers members, there is a, um, I think Ray Parler is going to be at a, a members event at a Wanderers night. Yeah. Um, not too sure how to get tickets. I'm, I'm a member of the Wanderers as I do follow them in Sydney. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping to you know get more information via email and I'll present them more on the Facebook page. Um, so that's basically Friday, Saturday. I know that they're doing a... Same same sort of thing. Close training session. There's a, they're doing the pre-drinks at Abattoir Blues, leading into the game at eight, and there is a, yep. a Ray Parler cruise leaving from Piedmont um, Dock, and I think that is an exclusive paid event for certain members. I'm not too sure, but um, that, okay. So that's that's a paid event for members of yeah the, the Arsenal Western Sydney or yeah, no, the, Ars- the Arsenal yeah. Right. So that's a okay. That's something for Ray Parler and. Uh, not too sure. I don't know any further information about that, but that's what I know. So um, any more I do, yep. any more information I do get, I will definitely share it. Yeah. And Perfect. That's pretty much it. Tuesday to Saturday is going to be fantastic next week. I cannot wait. I was going to say, it's going to be a pretty uh, pretty hectic week for you guys up there. And obviously, uh, we've been gearing up for this for, for quite a while now. Yeah. I know um, a lot of the boys down here have had their tickets since they were first released to... <laughs> to to be bought. Yeah, tell um, me it, was, about it, yeah. It, it seems it seems like more than twelve months ago that it is. Uh, that, it is. That, that, that was. I think it was in. Uh, yeah, it was, it was. I think it's been a year and a half now, Dale. It's uh, about August or September yeah. when the tickets or the you know the information came out that the Arsenal will be in Sydney. So, mate, we've been waiting yeah. patiently, and it's a one week away. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Uh, what's uh, what's your predictions for um, for crowd size there at ANZ? Because uh, what's the capacity about eighty? Yeah, so eighty three thousand is the capacity at, at ANZ. I have heard that the Wanderers game on the Saturday will um, probably probably be at capacity. I'm not too sure about Sydney. I did hear that they're struggling to sell tickets, um, so there are plenty that are still on sale. They've even dropped the prices to fifty dollars. Yeah, saw um, that. Yeah, which is quite annoying for the many the many people that bought them full price <laughs> a year and a half ago. But um, yeah, yeah. Mate, I, I'm thinking about seventy seventy five for the Sydney game and cluster capacity yep. for the Wanderers, which is still fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be great. That's uh, that's that's going to be an awesome turnout to see uh, seventy five plus thousand Arsenal fans all there together. Uh, you know, probably sh- probably sharing a moment that uh, that they might not ever get uh, in this lifetime. But definitely. Maybe not in Sydney, but uh, yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's it's almost a once in a lifetime thing for an Aussie Arsenal fan to to see the boys uh, strut their stuff out there in, uh, at ANZ Stadium, mate. So um, that's going to be one to uh, to keep in the memory banks. No, oh, yeah, can't wait. I honestly cannot wait, mate. It's it's uh, for many, it's a dream come true, and then yeah, and I hope 
many more people here can actually end, end up in the in England and watch the game at the Emirates because that's even on another level. That is, man. That is the uh, ultimate dream. But uh, I mean, for a lot of us, it's uh, it's. It's let's just get to, to Sydney and, and see him while we can, and we can plan the rest from there, mate. That's um, it. So obviously, so you've got the the pin post there on Facebook um, for anybody that's got um, that's got any additional information on on what may be occurring this coming week, or has heard any rumours, or uh, or just wants to get some more information. That's the place to go. Arsenal Sydney. You said it was the pin post there. It'll be right at the top of the page. Yep. Uh, grab all the information, and and if needs be, um, shoot Emilio there a question. And uh, he'll do his best there to help you guys out to, to have the best experience that you can this week, mate. So just, uh, I mean, you've gone through quite a bit of, of what's expected to, to happen this coming week. Uh, for, for those of us that aren't really familiar with, uh, with Sydney and may not have been there before, what's, uh, what's the best way to get around maybe to and from um, the, the, the cafe there, the Abattoir Blues, and, and also getting to and from ANZ Stadium, mate, what's, what's the best sort of... Uh, okay, so, um, basically, Olympic Precinct, Olympic Park has its own station and, and it does run as a via Litkim, so it does not matter. Probably train is the best uh, way to go. If you're staying in the city, you know, trains from Central Station take you straight to Litkim, get on another train to Olympic Park. It takes only about 20 minutes. Abattoir Blues is directly to the left of the exit if you're facing ANZ Stadium. It's right there. You cannot miss it. Just look for the no- uh, yep. look out for the noise. You can hear the noise and just follow your ears, mate. That's what we'll be. Well, there'll be plenty of gooners sitting around waiting for you. So yeah, um, exactly, man. And, and just uh, give us a shout if you're if you're anywhere near, mate. Most people know who I am, Emilio Ayub, and uh, I'll shout you a beer. <laughs> uh, you could be uh, shouting quite a few if, uh, if uh, does not bother me, mate. Turn up as we expect. Does not bother me at all. <laughs> It'll be great, mate. It's going to be fantastic. Um, all right, so if uh, if you've got the uh, Arsenal Sydney uh, group there, obviously at the at the heart of everything being uh, with the tour in Sydney and all the rest of it, um, if uh, if people are interested in uh, in maybe being a little bit more involved in the supporters group there in Sydney, um, what's the what's the best way for people to uh, to get their hands on uh, on a little bit more information? Yeah, uh, and get involved with Arsenal Sydney. Yeah, so basically, mate, there's a few of us that that kind of run the page and 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 the committee itself. But your best bet is to contact myself, Jacob Babic, or Ellie Babic, and there's a few others, Eve, uh, Karen, Nilo. We all do equal as much work yeah, in in making this happen, and uh, we're happy to have any more help. So if you can contact us on the Facebook page. Um, and and would love to to have a chat with you, see how you guys can help us, because uh, the more the merrier. We're, we're happy to help. That's it, mate. That, and uh, while interest is going to be uh, at its peak the next couple of weeks, mate, it could be a good time to uh, yeah, the help could know, be needed. Yeah. More, yeah, that's it, mate. Get a few more people on board, and uh, you know, just uh, help support each other there to make it the best week, and uh, you know, kick on from there, mate. Because obviously, we're going to see a fair bit of interest in um, in the Arsenal following the tour and obviously uh, rolling into the start of the new season, mate. So, um, can't wait, can't wait. News around the club the last week there with the record announcements of, uh, of Lacazette joining as a new striker at the club, obviously someone that uh, Wenger's had his eye on for quite a long time yeah. and uh, he finally, finally pulled the pin and, uh, and got his man in. I mean, now that we've sort of got the, uh, the tour information there sort of across, uh, what are your feelings on, um, on the summer so far and obviously... Uh, 
the announcement of, uh, of Lacazette coming to, to, the, to the Emirates. Well, that's fantastic in my opinion. It's uh, obviously uh, Wenger's showing intent and credit to him. It's a, it's a great signing. Uh, I have followed him for the last four years, five years, when uh, Arsenal first became interested in him. So I, I have followed him quite well. And, uh, mate, goals, goals speak for themselves. Or just from, you know, from the penalty box or anything, goals... Uh, is what we need, and, and, and we signed that man, and, and it's fantastic. And you know the the, the link up play that he can have with uh, Özil and, and Alexis Sanchez, um, it, it's I cannot wait to see him play. It's just yeah, looking forward to it. It's, it's fantastic. It's a good sign, man. Obviously, it shows a fair bit of intent too. Yeah. That uh, you know we've got the cash there. Everyone knows about the money that we've sort of accumulated over the last you know. <laughs> Well, a few years, and uh, ten, you know, to go ten out. Ten years, and, Dale. Ten years, it's been. Ten years, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I know, yes, I know. As soon as I started that sentence, I realised, <laughs> mate, it's not just been a couple of years, it's been ten. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a good signal of intent. Obviously, the key uh, now is to try and retain guys like Ozil, who seems quite likely to stay at the club. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, also keep guys like Alexis Sanchez, who's there's obviously a fair bit of conjecture around his future at the yeah, it's moment. It's seeming to be uh, difficult at the moment. Um, yeah, what's going to happen there? Yeah, I mean, what's the sort of what's the feeling up there in Sydney? Because I mean, around here, uh, down in Victoria, mate, uh, were I mean, the, the out view on 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 Alexis is maybe not as positive as maybe I would like it to be. I'm always pretty upbeat about uh, about things, much to the uh, much to the amusement of Matty B on the pod, most yeah, but, uh, what's what, what's what's your feelings on uh, on on the future of Triple X, mate? And, and can we can we keep him in for this summer? Well, see, the thing is, I, I I do think he will stay for another season. I am afraid that he will leave on a free transfer. The the issue is, he, I think he has stated. I'm not sure what to believe online on all these blogs and whatnot, but uh, um, obviously he does want uh, more more money and um, it's not, probably that's not the issue I think it's the way structure that, that Arsenal have that's probably what's limiting us um, I think we can afford the the wages he wants the issue is the the intent and obviously Lacazette's a step forward um, I think if we sign two three more players regardless of the positions just the quality I think he will have be more inclined to signing um, for another year another two it, it doesn't bother me I, I do think he will stay another year I'm not sure um, he will leave this summer. The issue is, um, I know that Wenger won't let him go to another Premier League rival, and I know that other clubs are um, less inclined to pay his wage structures. And, and, and I think we, we as a as a club, need him, you know, as a, as a, as a force uh, to yeah. actually challenge the title. So it, it's a it's a tough topic, man. I'd love him. I love him, and I'd love for him to stay. Yeah. But if he does not want to be there, we can't force him. So. Well, that's it. So, I mean, are you are you of the view then, if he doesn't sign with us this summer, then we just keep him on for the final twelve months and let him yeah, go wherever he sort that, of chooses? I agree. Next summer, I agree. That twelve months can be vital, mate. We we still could win the Premier League. As, uh, I'm optimistic, so um, we can. That twelve months, who knows what can happen? There's a, there's a great great team there, so um, I'd love for him to stay for twelve months, even if we do sign him for another three and, and then offload him for some money afterwards. It, doesn't yeah. yeah, it'd be pretty uh, difficult to uh, to swallow him sort of joining. Well, it seems like the only the only front runner is, you know, from the Premier League at the moment is Man City. It'd be pretty tough pill to swallow, mate, if he uh, if he went there this summer and um, 
you know, carved it up in sky blue. Oh, man, I, I, I wouldn't know what to do to build Devastated. it. Devastated. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's happened before. It's not a guy it's you can easily... Yeah, obviously, um, you know, with you know RVP and, and Fabregas and Nasri and all those guys, we're, we're well aware of of where the club sort of went with those guys. And uh, you know, the talk was after that that you know the club had changed, you know, as far as their intent to keep top players on the team. So you know, it's 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 a really big uh, it's a really big thing for Arsenal to try and keep hold of Alexis. Not just because he's a great player and you don't want to lose your great players, but because of you know the intent of the club. Um, to try and be able to, you know, compete and hold on to these guys that they obviously pay a lot of money for and, and want to hold on yeah, to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Perfect. So um, we might just uh, we'll wrap it up there, I guess, uh, for now, Emilio. Obviously, uh, everyone is going to be uh, flooding into Sydney over the next uh, few days. Um, obviously, if you've got again, if you've got any uh, questions or if you need some more information that you haven't maybe uh, heard today on the podcast get in touch with arsenal sydney on the uh, on the facebook page there emilio's your man um or just make a make a random comment on the facebook page and uh, it'll get through to the right people right, yeah. and you can get your answers sorted out um i guess usually on the pod we we would do a prediction on uh, on score lines and and that sort of stuff coming into uh, to any game uh, have you got any feelings on um on how we might uh, how we might run out against uh mm. The two teams there in Sydney, mate. What, what are you sort of expecting just before we uh, before we wrap it up here? Yeah, so basically, mate, it just depends on the team that Wenger wants to bring out. If he's coming out with, uh, you know, the full team and he's going to play them for the full 90, I'm looking at 3-4-0 uh, to the Arsenal both games. But um, I have a feeling he's going to, you know, you know, uh, start some young blood and 2-0, 2-1, 3-1, something like that to the Arsenal. That's, that's kind of where I'm heading uh, for both games. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And ho- hopefully it's going to be... Uh, sorry, I hope there's going to be some goals, you know, because that's what the fans want. Oh, perfect. We'd, we'd love to see it hit the back of the net a few times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and obviously if we get to see a few uh, a few fresh faces, uh, you know, joining in and enjoying themselves, uh, you know, that's basically what it's all about as well, just getting a bit of run in the legs and well, definitely, uh, definitely. Just, just getting out and enjoying themselves. So, uh, uh, yeah, beautiful. So uh, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast today, Emilio. It was great to, uh, to talk about... Uh, what will be a, obviously a huge week in a lot of Arsenal fans' uh, lives uh, this yeah, coming week, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, no worries at all, mate. We'll uh, we'll talk again soon, and um, yeah, all the best for this coming week, mate. Thanks. No very worries, much. mate. Looking forward to meeting you. No worries at all. Yeah, Cheers. Bye bye. Thanks again there to Emilio for joining us on the Gunners Down Under podcast. Really good guy, and obviously he's uh, he's really keen to uh, to get involved and and help the rest of you guys there in any way you can to have have a great time in Sydney uh, with the uh, with the fan group there. Um, so yeah, don't forget if you've got any uh, queries or you'd like some information um, or or have any information for the Arsenal guys there in Sydney, just check out Arsenal Sydney on Facebook and get in touch with the admins there and they'll help you out. Um, so yeah, just before we wrap it up uh, for this podcast, uh, we just thought we'd let you know that uh, we will be roaming around uh, doing some uh, some fan interviews uh, with you guys there on the ground at ANZ Stadium and at the pre-match events. Uh, if you do spot us or if uh, Matty B shouts out to you, he will be there uh, taking down some audio and, and maybe even some video content for the podcast here next week when we will, of course, wrap up uh, all the best from the week that we had 
together in Sydney there with the Arsenal. Um, so yeah, so just uh, if you see us there doing the rounds, just shout out and uh, try and get your uh, your head on the uh, on the podcast next week. Um, but until then, guys, we're really looking forward to catching up with you in Sydney this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's uh, slightly different approach to the podcast. We'll be back next time around with uh, with Maddie B and myself, and hopefully a special guest to talk about all the best from the, uh, from the week that was. Uh, but until then, guys, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.